Welcome to the Leadership Insights Podcast, the podcast that takes you on a journey into the world of leadership, offering a deep dive into the minds of accomplished leaders from various fields around the world. I'm your host, Amanda Jane, originally from the north of Ireland and now living in beautiful Cheshire, England. Together, we'll explore the strategies, experiences, and wisdom that have shaped these incredible leaders into the visionaries they are today through solo episodes and interviews. I'm a leadership and communications coach myself, and I'm passionate about promoting a coaching culture in the workplace, as well as empowering leaders to flourish personally and thrive professionally. Whether you're a seasoned executive, an aspiring leader in business, or someone simply fascinated by the art of leadership, each episode will provide valuable insights, practical tips, and inspiring stories. So get ready for a dose of motivation, innovation, and leadership brilliance on the Leadership Insights Podcast, brought to you by amandajane.co.uk. Hello, hello. Welcome, everyone, to the latest episode of the Leadership Insights Podcast with me, your host, Amanda Jane. And today, my very special guest is Bianca Downs. Hello, Bianca. Hi, Amanda. Hi, and thank you for joining me today all the way from Las Vegas. Yes, quite a ways away. Quite a way and a time difference as well, which is interesting and challenging. So have you had time to look at the first three questions? I did. And you know what? They were not that easy, although they're <laughs> funny, silly questions, but they, it was so difficult to pick. So they're not I'm that excited. easy. I no. haven't done mine and I'm going to have to do them on the intro. So, yes, I need to do that myself. So we will begin. What is your favorite motivational song? Oh, man. So that I think was the most difficult of the three. Um, I am a lover of all sorts of music and all genres. Um, but when it comes to my favorite motivational, I think I'd have to tap into into my faith. I am Christian. And so I constantly lean on to Christian worship music. And the name of the song is called Same Power by Jeremy Camp. And why do you like that so much? Is it upbeat? Is it, does it get you moving? The song kind of has almost like a rock, like a rock tone. And I'm a big fan of 80s rock, mm-hmm. even though <laughs> I was born in 90, but I'm a big fan of 80s rock. And it's kind of got that same kind of beat. And um, it's just motivational because the song tells us about how we can um, bring in the same power um, and the power that we have through Jesus Christ. That sounds wonderful. I will definitely add that to the playlist and I can't wait to listen to it. On to question number two. Do you have a favorite motivational quote? I do. And this this one was actually not difficult because I I throw these out almost every single day, either to myself or to somebody else. And it is you miss 100 percent of the shots that you don't take or the spinoff on that would be the answer is 100 percent. No, if you don't ask. Yes, I like that. And I live by that. I mean, if I ever need anything in life, I'm going to ask. And at least I know I always have a 50% chance of, you know, of getting or receiving the help or or whatever it is that, that I'm needing. Yeah, that is perfect. I love that. Thank you for that. And finally, your favorite book. And this one doesn't have to be motivational. My favorite book. Oh gosh, there's so many too. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to share two if possible. Perfect. (laughs) 
So my favorite um, overall book is called How to Build Confidence and Influence by Public Speaking, and it's by Dale Carnegie. Mm -hmm. And that book really teaches a lot of general confidence and uh, personal development speaking um, and just all these all these great um, things kind of like in one book. Um, mm -hmm. It's a spinoff of how to win friends and influence people. And my second book is, of course, uh, the Bible. That's yeah. where I find my motivation and my my strength. Yeah, wonderful. And do you like to read physical books, Kindle, audiobook, or mix it up? Are you a traditionalist? I would love to say that I am the girl that has a corner in her house or her yard with a blanket and a pile of books. And although I do have a shelf that has literally no space for physical books on it, I never read them. And I always end up buying the Audible because I listen in the car or while I'm giving my toddler a bath. So I... Um, I am the audible girl for now in this season of my life. <laughs> Me too. I have, I have a lot of books and I love a bookshelf and I've got so many books that I've collected my whole life, but I do like a, an audio book, but I find I can multitask and um, particularly um, motivational books or career um, oriented books. Yeah, definitely. But that's the world we live in. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do like a visual book and there's nothing like holding a book. A hard copy. Yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so I am. Um... I think uh, it's more of just a feel good thing that then I end up buying the hard copy, but I promise you I'll never really read it front to back. <laughs> I will listen to it. And so it's a, it's a lot of just perfectly untouched money on that shelf. <laughs> yeah. But it's also feel good. good. And yes, yeah. it's reassuring to know that they're there and yes. they're always in my, in my site every day. I can mm -hmm. see all the books, but yes, I do have duplicates of books and audiobooks. but thank you for that, Bianca. That sounds yes. absolutely wonderful. I will fun. add those to the list. It is good to think about, isn't it? So moving on to leadership, you've got seven years leadership roughly under your belt. You're very, very busy lady. So what is it that you're working on at the moment? Right now, I am currently in launch mode, which is so much fun because it's it just feels like all work and no fun at this time um, before we actually launch. But recently, I've curated a signature framework of confident skills that I believe every single person at some point will come across these seven skills that you've got to eventually master as you turn into that next level of yourself, whether it's in your personal life, your business life and entrepreneurship or whatnot. So these seven skills are um, being turned into a challenge. It's a seven week challenge where we are diving deep into these seven skills um, and all of the subcategories within the seven skills. So it's a very meaty, beefy challenge, um, but we are getting ready to launch that on the 24th of January. That sounds fantastic. What are those seven skills? If you, if you can list them off the top of your head or do you have a list in front of you? Yes. Yeah, so the seven skills are mindset, um, being able to have a, a mindset uh, overcoming and a mindset shift when needed, just kind of refining your mindset. Mm -hmm. Being a bold communicator is the second one. Having a powerful presence and being able to really focus on goal grit. So goal um, overcoming, goal setting. A lot of times when you think of goals, it's just like, setting goals, but overcoming them is really, and achieving them is really a whole nother, right? That's a whole nother ballpark. Mm -hmm. uh, so goal grit and then self-care, 
doing inner work. So when I say self-care, I don't mean like pedicures and getting Mm -hmm. your nails done, although that is self-care and I love Mm -hmm. that, but I mean true inner work. Mm -hmm. And then the seventh skill is just getting all of those um, implemented into your daily life. It sounds absolutely amazing. And I think it's really good to take the time out of your your work, your family life to focus on those things and set aside the time to work through a program like that and and a challenge. We all like a challenge. So mm-hmm. that sounds incredible. And I look forward to hearing more about that. So we're going to talk today about emotional resilience. So can you share a personal story that highlights the intersection of emotions and resilience in your leadership journey? Yes, there's a lot. Um, one that really stands out to me right now is when you are in a role of leadership, oftentimes that could mean that you are leading a team or that you're leading a project. And one thing that's standing out to me is when somebody leaves that team. So my background uh, as a wedding planner, um, having wedding coordinators, and then as a real estate broker and having real estate agents that work with me on my team, there are times where you're going to have people on your team that leave your team. And I think having the proper emotional response in seasons when people are leaving you as a leader, I think that's one where emotional resilience really stands out mm-hmm. the most. And also those uh, those careers, uh, weddings and buying and selling property, are they not like the top two stressors in anyone's life? So I not think only... I saw it along with like the military and being a being a um uh I think it was like law enforcement wedding planning there was a study yeah. that went out a few years ago and and yeah wedding planning was on that the top wow. five so you you can absolutely attest to the the part of resilience that you absolutely need not only behind the scenes but as you said when someone leaves the team and and what that the void that that leaves is that is that what you mean and and having to yes cover, uh, recruit, mm-hmm. uh, manage the workload. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. how would you, so what would you do in that case? How would you, how would you cope? I think uh, it really is just kind of maintaining a level-headed, a level-headed in internal and external response. And when I say people leaving your team, I don't mean, you know, that they're leaving on, on a bad note. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it could be, you know, n- the way that I see it and that I've had to come to really learn, which is part of emotional resilience, is that we're not marrying our team. Mm-hmm. Um, people outgrow their circumstances. People outgrow their careers. They move on. So not finding, um, not taking things personal is how I cope. And mm-hmm. taking my emotion out of the results and or not having an emotion attached to a possible result in anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whether it's how long my team stays with me, um, results of a project that we're getting. And yes, although there's goals and there's deliverables that need to be met and all of that, for me, emotional resilience is being able to take the emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's how I cope with pretty much anything that comes my way. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting that you say that, not taking things personally and removing the emotion. I read something profound a few weeks ago saying exactly that. And it's it's the key to a lot of success, um, because when you actually analyze the emotion that you do attach to things, that's what that's what breaks you really, isn't it? The emotional attachment that you 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 hang on these things and taking things personally 
you know, why has this happened to me? Why, why, why is this always me? Why me? Oh, yeah. But, but dealing with dealing with that and finding coping mechanisms to work your way through that, I think that is really, really useful advice. Thank you for that insight. That's really interesting. How have you navigated the balance between vulnerability and leadership and authority in your career? And this is really interesting because you, you want to be seen as the strong woman. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I will say, I think that's a, it's a, a little bit of a loaded question, but the surface type answer that I can give to that is, or that I can speak to that is sharing your struggles as a leader oftentimes is what would set the pathway for those that you are leading. So although you are looked at as like the strong one, the one that's supposed to get them through, that's the one that's supposed to have the front lines, you know, take your team into battle, so to speak, and all of that. Before you're even in battle, before things even get to a point where they feel like they absolutely need you to lead them through, your team knowing what it's taken from you to even get to this spot and all of those struggles is how I maintain that kind of like human side of me that mm-hmm. I'm not just a stuffy leader for, you know, my real estate agents um, or my team and, and my creative side and all of those things. It's really sharing them like, man, I know that this this is like this sucks right now because mm-hmm. I've gone through this in the past. And if I can look back, here's how I've gotten over it, you mm-hmm. know, just trying different things. And yeah, I mean, it's it's really just that it's sharing those struggles. Mm-hmm. That's how you maintain vulnerability. And that you've been there. You're not a robot. You understand yes, the struggles. Exactly. And also with leadership, it can be quite lonely because people do look to you to have all the Very. answers. Yeah. To, to know what exactly it is that you need to do and I think sharing those vulnerabilities at the right at the right time mm-hmm. you know that, that I'm, I'm struggling uh, I don't know the answer is sometimes okay and that that's where you can collaborate with your team but yeah, oh, yeah. I, I agree sometimes. and even with your customers and your clients mm-hmm. too I mean in real estate if they say if they ask me a question I happen to not know that answer I am vulnerable mm-hmm. and I and I risk looking less professional Per, per se. And I say, you know, I actually don't know the answer to that, but I definitely have the resources and the capability and mm-hmm. ability to to find that answer for you. And let me tell you, Amanda, not once have I had a client that actually looked at me less professional because I well, didn't know an answer yeah. or two. But that's the risk that we feel we're taking inside. Well, is it less professional or is it honest? Because we none right? of us know exactly the right every. answer to, at every given time. And right. honesty, honesty, integrity and authenticity goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So and people would prefer to buy but people buy from people, don't they? And right. if, if you're honest and authentic, I definitely think that goes a long way and strengthens those relationships. And most certainly we're not robots. So being honest and and showing that vulnerability, I, I think, is, is is a gift um, that we need to embrace. As and you've people shown. can feel when you're not vulnerable, too. Yeah, I think that that allows you to that allows people to get closer to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's sincere. It's from the heart, mm-hmm. isn't it? And we are definitely not robots and, and we can't smile and be chirpy all day, every day. And and yeah, it, it's OK, I think, to, to show that, you know, on your game all the time 100% yeah 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 I know I have all the answers because none of us do absolutely none of us have all the answers all of the time 
Thank you. That's uh, yeah, that's a real insight. Really good, good tip there. Thank you. Do you have a story of a significant setback in your career and how you bounced back? And I'm asking this not to put you on the spot, but I, I learn from these stories and people listening. We all have these stories, and we tell them when we're out at the pub or out at a dinner party. And especially, <laughs> I like to hear them from people that I work with. You know, what did you do? How did this? How did you overcome this? So, have you got one? I do. And it's a recent one. So it's kind of relative still. So in real estate, you know, you there's multiple license levels. And one is, uh, you know, you're you're a standard real estate agent. And then the next level up is to obtain a broker's license. And a broker's license is what allows you to open up your own office and hire agents and um, and really just have a brick and motor or an online or whatever. It really is what allows you to start your next level business. So when I first got my real estate license in 2016, I passed my real estate exam on the first try. And statistically, not many people do. So I kind of held that little chip on my shoulder, you know, all these years that, oh, I passed it on the first try. Well, uh, last year I ended up in 2023. I ended up wanting to open, I had an opportunity to expand and open my own brick and mortar office. So I put in the investment financially that was needed, filled out the paperwork and said, I'm going to go get my broker's license. I didn't have that yet, but I, I took all the other steps first. So I was, I had to do it. And I went in thinking, well, it's going to be easy because, you know, I passed my real estate on the first try. Brokers can't be that difficult. Well, the major setback that I had is we had the licensing done. I had put in my financial investment. There was already agents that I was hiring. We secured a, a physical office, got the keys, and I went in to take the test and I failed. Oh. And in real estate, when you are trying to get this um, the state license to become a broker, it's $100 every time that you fail to retake it. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, that's not cool but okay uh second time best you know at, at worst i figured third time's the charm well i'll cut the the terrible feelings that i went through but i actually failed that exam six times oh and you also have to wait i think a week between being able to schedule it again mm -hmm. so that was the biggest setback for what felt like my entire career mm -hmm. you have to think i had literally everything else in place already and I've gone through so much um, investment of resources and time and I couldn't get this license and I started feeling oh my gosh I'm 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 a failure I this I was not meant to start an office open an office I was not meant for any of this like who did I think I was and all those doubts and all those ugly feelings started creeping in that I've never felt once in my entire career real estate to overcome that, though, what I did was come to a realization that I can take this exam six times or 27, 50 times, whatever it is. The moment that I give up, which I was very, very close to, because every time you fail, it's a major hit to your ego mm -hmm. and self-esteem. Um, and I was failing by one or two points, Amanda. So it's mm -hmm. not like I was just a complete failure, mm -hmm. but that's what it felt like. Mm -hmm. And I said at some point to my husband, if I just quit and, you know, I closed down my building that hadn't even technically opened yet. And I reverse all, everything that I've already done because I felt like this was my next calling. 
and I just say, you know what? I'm not going to take the test anymore. I'm done. Then that failure is my own choice. It's by my own doing. Mm -hmm. And so that's where my mindset had to change that there's a reason why I'm taking this test so many times. And what I came to realize when I finally passed it on the seventh try, lucky number seven, (laughs) (laughs) is that I kind of, when I opened my office, like a few weeks later, I walked in feeling so confident because I knew all the questions on this exam Mm -hmm. because I've taken it so many times. (laughs) So as far as legalities and all of that, I got them drilled into my head now. Mm -hmm. So uh, that to me was like a significant setback in my, in the whole path of my career, but I didn't let it stay a setback. That's a choice. That is an incredible story. And I can see all the gremlins of imposter syndrome, Mm -hmm. negative self-talk, all the things that we talk about when we're talking about emotional resilience and to to keep going and doing it again and again and to emerge from it, thinking to yourself, what did I learn? What is this teaching me? That is an incredible lesson to, to learn and to share because people would give up, but that's why we're here today to perseverance absolutely (laughs) and to emotional resilience what is it what does it mean it means digging deep into your soul to find that part of you that will not give up that will keep going and keep going and keep going Mm -hmm. because in your heart and in your bones and in your soul you know that this is what you're meant to do but Mm -hmm. as you just said when you walked in after you'd passed you were so confident you knew every the answer to all the legalities and Mm -hmm. when I'm analyzing different stories and things that happen I um, have to think that we need to be free to make mistakes we need to be free to fall over because Mm -hmm. we have to get back up again and think what did I learn what did that teach me and that is such a profound story Bianca thank you for sharing that it's um I thought that will stay with me for a while that story will that was incredible (laughs) I'll tell you this I have not cried so much as an adult (laughs) That fail every time I failed that test, it just took out every tear I had because um I took six months to prepare for it on top of that. So yeah. yeah. I, I can imagine that to have every every fiber of your being tested to its very limits. But you 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 can use that story for whatever you choose to in life, you know, whatever project you're working on today, we're talking about emotional resilience. It doesn't get any better than that story. And mm. You know, I thank I just, you. I've never shared it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for sharing it with me today <laughs> because it's important that we share. And you know, I remember when I was younger, I, I didn't get picked to to sing in a choir or, or a play, and I stopped singing forever because I thought I, I wasn't good enough. But I mm-hmm. but that that was I didn't know back then that it was it was okay to fail and try again. I just thought that that was it. I, I was no good. And I didn't learn until I was an adult that you keep trying, you keep trying, you do it, you try new things. And also when you run your own business, you've got to keep trying, you've got to tweak, you've got to refine, you've got to you know, find a different way. And I don't think that we teach that enough in schools and with young people to, to be a bit more resilient. And, and that's oh. why I'm particularly interested in, in what we're doing today, because I believe that if we teach children and young people that story of what, what you've just said, you, you know, just don't give up just keep trying and keep trying and and tweaking but what you the fact that you did that and got it on your seventh try your knowledge was better after your seventh Mm -hmm. try than it would have been after your first Mm -hmm. 
So does that not make you a better, better, much better at that mm-hmm. job than you would have been at your first? So yeah, that but is. But you know, it, it's not easy to come to that yeah. to that perspective. Yeah, not when you're in the middle of it, you know. And, yeah. and so that's yet another example of emotional resilience is mm-hmm. kind of taking a step back and saying, okay, we are mm-hmm. going to find a better perspective here. Mm-hmm. Let's just keep going, keep trying. <laughs> so interestingly, then, if you had had a coach or a mentor in your life at that time. Would that have helped you maybe with goal setting, perseverance and giving you that structure to keep going? Well, effectively, I think you coached yourself there. But if you had that support network somewhere in your life, would that have made things less difficult? 100%. And and actually, no, that's what did help me is I've always been um, a woman of mentorship. I love being I'm a mentee. You know, I love being mm-hmm. a mentee. Uh, I think I got my first mentor back in 2016 or 15. And for me, it's sitting at the feet of people who have gone before you. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I am a lifelong learner. So having a mentor in my life, pretty much in every category of my life, I even right now, a little sidebar, but right now I'm even looking for a mentor in cooking. Like I, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for someone here in Las Vegas that just knows how to cook amazingly because I want to refine my cooking skills for my family, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, um, it's not always just a social media or Pinterest. Mm-hmm. Like I'm looking for an actual mentor in the kitchen anyway. Um, <laughs> so yes, I 100% mentors are, it's just life-changing when you, when you put yourself out there and ask, just ask somebody to be your mentor. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's good to have someone that, um, you know, someone in your life that you can work with that knows you, that can help you and, and help you with those goals and, and pick you up when you trip Mm -hmm. and fall. So that leads really nicely onto my next question. So who are the leaders or role models that have inspired your leadership style? And it doesn't have to be anyone famous. Oh, good. Because I don't know a lot of famous people. (laughs) (laughs) No. um, Well, first and foremost, my mom. My Mm -hmm. mom is a very, very hardworking woman still to this day. She holds a very uh, high title in her line of work. And I've seen her climb up her her corporate ladder um, since I was a baby. Uh, enduring divorce, bankruptcy, and so much before I was even five years old. Mm-hmm. Yet now she's pretty much at the top of her ladders that she can in her corporate uh, line of work. So my mom has always been my number one role model in terms of perseverance, never giving up, and just always getting or seeking more, trying for more. I also have a ton of mentors that just I consider mentors on social media. Um, kind of like we were just saying, people that have gone before me. I'm a big believer that no matter where you're at, like you could feel like you're at the very top of, you know, your your um your your department at work. If you're in corporate, you could feel like you're at the very top as a solopreneur, an entrepreneur. But around the corner, there's always someone ahead of you. Mm-hmm. And it's not far to find mm-hmm. them. They're literally mm-hmm. around the corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, you know, it's 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 my mom and then it's the people who are around the corner that mm-hmm. are accessible and that I follow mm-hmm. um, on social media that are my mentors. 
Your mom sounds incredible. Yeah, she sounds a, an amazing woman and, and definitely a hard worker. And it is good to have someone to look up to and aspire from and learn from as well. I just always love to see strong female role models around the world. And I love it when I see someone doing a great job. And I have two teenage daughters myself, and I'm always trying to see the world through their eyes and, mm-hmm. you know, who's inspiring them and who who's leading them. But yeah, your mom sounds pretty special. Thank you. Uh, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self on emotional resilience, what would it be? Say yes to all the opportunities. Say yes to everything. All the bad stuff that you're going to go through because you say yes to everything is and are all the opportunities to learn. That's good advice. Yeah, just say yes to everything because um, mm-hmm. it, it it is going to lead. Not everything's going to align. You know, not everything's mm-hmm. going to work out. But the more things that are not working out get you closer to what what is. Mm-hmm. So not that. everything's going to be perfect, is it? Not everything's going to be the right opportunity, the right <laughs> Most path. things won't be. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many things you have to learn to get to, get to where you want to Correct. be. And I've noticed that if, you know, whatever choices you make, when you reflect and you think, well, if I hadn't done that, this wouldn't have happened. Or if I hadn't made that choice, this wouldn't have happened. And... It somehow it all seems to to fit to make this wonderful journey. And yeah, not everything is, is designed to be this perfect path to bring you to these optimum choices. But as you quite rightly say, these are all there to teach you. To, to, it's your learning curve. And life always has something to teach you, whether you're aware of it or not at the time. That sounds pretty profound. Isn't that exciting? I yeah. Think- I think you just said it and I've never really heard it said in a sentence out loud, but you know, when they say what motivates you in the morning, Mm -hmm. it's not so much a a thing or an item or even a person. I think it's exactly what you just said, that life always has something to teach you. I think that's what motivates me to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Thank you, Um, Amanda, for that. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's so profound. And I just think you and I, I'm, I'm in England at the moment, you're in Las Vegas and this conversation is just so incredible. I love never knowing who I'm going to speak with next, what what's around the corner. And particularly with what I do, I get to meet and speak with incredible humans. And yeah, you just you just never know what's around the corner. And, and every day, every day has something to teach me. So it is so it's amazing. Great, yeah, it's great to wake up and think, oh, what's going to happen today? And it, yeah, it's it's exciting. And that's probably why we're entrepreneurs. <laughs> that's the that's the thread that that unites us <laughs> that that's what we have in common <laughs> yes yep. yeah so my final question balancing roles can be demanding and I know you're a mother so how do you manage your work life harmony or balance now some people take issue with the word balance so mm-hmm. that's why I threw harmony in there mm-hmm yeah, definitely. Some people like I don't want balance. I want, you know, I want it all in all categories. Mm-hmm. You know, Amanda, um in a moment of vulnerability for me, I I struggle with it actually. Mm-hmm. I I don't have it all figured out when it comes to balance. Um the more that I put on my plate with, you know, real estate and now the actionable confidence challenge and I also have another I have a couple other businesses too, small businesses. And uh, the more that it put on my plate, I'm realizing that the harder I'm, time I'm having with balancing with life, especially with a toddler and my husband. So I'm actively seeking, um, you know, coaching and strategy for more work-life harmony and balance because it's not something that I'm, I totally have control of yet in this season mm-hmm. of my life. Mm-hmm. 
yeah and it's it's not easy it's not it's easy not. and it's good to to be able to admit that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people want to power on thinking I can do it I can do it and there are lots of things to consider and uh, I work with some people who outsource some of their work and they hire VAs to do the things that they don't necessarily need to do and that was a light bulb moment for me someone mm-hmm. said well well why do you spend your time doing this you know your craft is this and and when you set up a business for example you spend a lot of time doing your website and and I'm a coach and I don't want to do my website I want to coach Mm -hmm. so it's those things that we don't necessarily need to be doing that we can get other people to do but yes acknowledging the fact that we are not we're not super women we can't do it all even though as much as we would like to we've still got to look after ourselves and we did mention Mm -hmm. self-care early on in our chat and I, you know there's so many things that I I want to do but I physically cannot do them and I I just have this desire to do so many things but I, I know my limitations but it's it's okay to say I can't that yeah it, there is no balance it just does not balance but I find yeah. the best harmony for me that I possibly can for me right. the, um, I'm so sorry I just wanted okay. to add too for me the harmony is really just although there's no balance when I am in a moment that I love I'm present yeah and that's where I find the harmony yeah yeah and you miss so much if you're not present because you're thinking about the next thing I've got to do this I've got to do that there's a list going down down in your head and I do that I mentally tick the list yeah but I have to make a conscious decision to stop enjoy the moment enjoy Christmas enjoy time with my family because it goes in a blink of an eye and especially you with your toddler that time will go so so quickly and lightning fast lightning fast and then my my took my two daughters one is almost 20 years old and I I just genuinely I'm shocked that that you know it just went so so quickly but being present in the moment and savoring that that time and being present is just so so important but yeah Yeah. seek the harmony rather than the balance yeah that's the lesson so thank you so much yeah. for your time, your insight, your wisdom, your honesty. It's been such a wonderful conversation. I have really, really enjoyed it. And yeah, it's been a, a real pleasure and a joy to talk to you today, Bianca. Thank you no, so much. The pleasure is all mine. And I've had such an amazing time chatting with you today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to the Leadership Insights podcast today. And special thanks to my wonderful guest, Bianca Downs. Join me on the next episode for more inspirational leadership stories and insights. You can follow me on Instagram at Coach Amanda Jane or visit my website, amandajane.co.uk. Bye for now.